everybody. Welcome back to PD and P-Dubs Unscripted. It is Friday, March 4th. I hope you're having an awesome Friday. PD, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. You know, it's Friday, so that's always a good day. Yeah, it seems like people are really uh, happy when Fridays come around. You know, it's the end of the week. It's a sense of accomplishment. Right. And, uh, you know, like the weekend, we have nothing else to do, right? Well, this weekend, there's state basketball for oh, every manual yeah, Lutheran church yeah. and school. Hey, there you go. If you're in and around uh, the Palatine area, you want to see great middle school basketball, uh, come to the the basketball tournament, the state basketball yeah, LSA tournament, right? Yeah, so that's this weekend. So if you're actually listening to it on March 4th, mm-hmm. you know, check it out this weekend. Yeah, and you can just Google LSA basketball and you'll see the brackets and you could even like do a little bracketology. You oh, know? You get a little work for March Madness. Yeah, yeah, just like a prep for that. You know, we've never really done that, have we? No. We just kind of just watch where our bobcats go. Pretty but, much. Um, but yeah, so both our boys and girls are involved in the state tournament. And uh, so it's be a whole lot of fun. We have teams all around Illinois, you know, from big towns to small little rural communities. Yeah. So. I know I saw Nashville, Oakville's in there, and I know that's a pretty small area. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, Illinois has a Nashville. Yes, it does. Nowhere near the size of Tennessee's nope, Nashville, right? Nope, nope, Yeah, so, but anyway, we, we're not here to talk about basketball or bracketology or March Madness or anything like that. Uh, we're delighted to invite our, our guests, welcome our guest, Jenny Lobbs, who is our Director of Music and Worship at Emanuel in Palatine. Jenny, welcome to PD and P-Dubs. Yeah, thanks. It's nice to be here. Yeah, this is quite the uh, the experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, our studio is just like so professionally done and, uh, you know. It's kind of in a little corner here. We're in a little corner, <laughs> but we're at least we're sounding good thanks to uh, Dave and Andy, and we're mm-hmm. grateful for that and everything that they've done, but uh yeah, with today being Community Connections, we've invited Jenny into our uh, podcast today. Uh, number one, just to get to know Jenny a little bit. So for those of you who might be around Emmanuel and and really don't know a whole lot about Jenny, it's an opportunity for you to hear about her um, personally and ministry-wise and things with her family. And then also for those um, who aren't a part of our Emmanuel family, you get a taste of uh, all the contributions that Jenny uh, not only contributes to Emmanuel, but into our community. So again, we welcome you, Jenny. And you. Um, so I guess, Pastor, let's let's start with maybe some personal questions. If you like share about your family, Jenny, and like mm-hmm. how long you've been connected to Emmanuel and those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm married to Tim and we have three lovely boys and... Uh, but two are married, and one is uh, single still. But uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we're really enjoying our son's dog Ari at home, <laughs> German Shepherd Akita mix. Nice. And he's nicely trained. He's super fun, and uh, we have a good time together. And so I miss our our son and and his um, wife. They live in Florida. Okay. And um, our youngest son lives here in Palatine with his wife and. Yeah. Awesome. So, and yeah. Ari is a beautiful dog beautiful and dog. very well <laughs> trained and good mannered. Mm-hmm. And 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we hear well, some stories sometimes yeah, when something. you're <laughs> out in the morning time walking on the trails, you know, is Ari, you know, well-trained then? No, <laughs> or <when they're laughs> not always. It, I mean, it depends on how many dogs are out at the same time. Okay. So. That was what I was going to say, or if there's other dogs out and about mm-hmm. or walking down the street. Yeah, that's when it gets difficult. Other than that, okay. <laughs> but she hasn't dragged you on the ground or anything like that? No, no, he hasn't, no. Well. No. He's, he's, he won't do that. Oh, that's good. No. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, anyhow, so yeah, we, we live here in Palatine and nice and close to the church. And, um, so I've been, I, I'm the director of music here at Emmanuel now. Uh, this is my fourth year, I think, fourth or fifth in that year role. in this role. Yeah. So I started out in 1998 part time. And I was the assistant to the director of music. Okay. <laughs> so I, I didn't uh, work full time, I don't think, until like 2001, something like that. But um, so I've always been involved with music my whole life. My parents involved in music. My dad's a pianist. Mother, my mother's a singer. And so, yeah, so um, music is a big part of me and, uh, and I love to share it. So I also... Uh, work at a store called the Music Room in Palatine, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of teachers, and they have a lot of studios, and uh, it's a one-on-one type of approach that I do. I I have brass students and woodwind students and piano, and I've been actually there longer since longer than Emmanuel, but it's just a, a an evening part-time kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm. you know that building yeah. that the Music Room's in. Back in the day when I was but a youth at Emmanuel. Aren't you still but a youth? <laughs> in my mind, Pastor. Yes. <laughs> um, I was playing, the, I was learning how to play the trombone, and I would take lessons at a place called Olson's. Oh, yeah. And it was part of that building. Yeah. Like there's a stairway up the side, and mm-hmm. there are rooms in the second, probably the ground floor and the second floor. And mm-hmm. I remember going there, like, I'm in this empty room with a chair <laughs> and a music stand and a metronome. Oh, the good you old know. metronome. And uh, my teacher would teach me one-on-one yeah. lessons, kind of like what you do with mm-hmm. with uh, children mostly. Are you teaching children or yeah. adults as well? I have taught adults before, okay. mm-hmm. but they're, they're mostly children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember those days up at Olson's. So Olson's is no longer there, right? No so longer there. Yeah. Um, but the music room has been a part of Palatine for a number of years, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. I want to say 27 or 28 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I teach a lot of students there. And um, as far as Emmanuel, here, in addition to being the director of music, I also help out the school with whatever they need me to do. Mm. Right, because you're not just music, because you also have your electives, which are more (laughs) art-focused. Yeah, my very first job out of college was part-time music and part-time art. And so uh, that was uh, made for long days, I must say. (laughs) But uh, yeah, they found out that I like to draw and sketch and paint and all kinds of things. And clay? Yeah, pottery's awesome. Super fun, mm-hmm. and the kids love it too. So, 
we're having a good time. Well, and you've shown those gifts and abilities at Emmanuel over the years, uh, particularly, you know, like during Lent, where we've had, you know, themes like Lent for the arts. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, Jenny was painting pictures of various eyes, eyes of apostles or characters in the passion narrative. And that was really cool. And that was what the Through the Eyes series, I think it was yes. called for ad. And that was or Lent, and that one got kind of cut short because I think that was the COVID year, that was during mm-hmm. COVID, right yeah. when it happened during the lockout. And then was it the mm-hmm. year before that? It had to have been when you were doing all the sets, and then I nearly knocked down the set by taking <laughs> the stuff off the one tree because I was trying to do something as an illustration of my certain <laughs> message, and nearly oh, I remember that and yeah. nearly brought down the tree. It didn't go as planned. I think we were all in the pews going like, you know, putting our arms out trying to steady you and like, oh no, please stay up, don't fall down. Doing the Carlton fist, waving it to yeah, the yeah. home run ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she's also done um, various other kinds of, you know, creative themes over the years and uh, brought in uh, artists who, mm-hmm. and we have one time a sculptor do yeah. a bust of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was so powerful. I remember when that guy did that. So mm-hmm. we've had a chalk artist. We've had dancers. We've had all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over the years. Yeah. So yeah. it draws people in. Whatever draws people in is what we try to work on. Mm-hmm. And I would say one of the bigger things in the last couple of years to draw people has been the Christmas concert. Do you want to share about how that goes and all the community uh, yeah. involvement with the Christmas concert? Oh yeah, uh, we we have a set adult choir and we have musicians in the church. Um, but I tried to do something much bigger and invite other people to sing along with us. Um, and then our our choir choir of twelve people grows to like twenty five or thirty people, and so our choir expands and we have a lot of musicians in the live orchestra. I make it a big point to have live music because it really fills people up. And uh, we have brass and woodwind people, but we don't always have a lot of string players, so I hire in string players. And it's it's very important, even though it's such a big project to do, it's very important for people to be a part of something really big and Mm. outside of themselves. Mm. Yeah. And it's amazing the community that which you seem to draw from and uh, just the high level of talent really lifts up what is being produced for the viewers mm-hmm. to receive that powerful message. I mean, it's it's so apparent. And yet, I knowing you, you probably have people in mind that, you know, they're while they're giving, they're also receiving faith-wise as well, right? Right. Right, yeah, and and this year, I invited my student um, from the music room actually to be a part of the orchestra this year, and he um, he took the challenge on, and I was so proud of him because I have been teaching him since he was like in fourth grade, and he's graduated from college now, and mm-hmm. uh, and I told his mom, I said, you know, all those lessons that you paid for now has. Yeah, <laughs> paid off for him because he uh, did such a great job, and he's not a believer either. And so I hope that um, you know I know he heard the message, and uh, in a different kind of a way. Yeah, 
yeah. and in a way that he can appreciate musically because mm-hmm. he's wired in his mind that way. Yeah. So God can use that to open up his heart, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He's always op- He's always willing to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. That's and if great. there's ever, ever a point where um, God opens the door, I try to step in. Yeah. That's a great community connection. That's mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking about, right? Yeah. right? No, one right. of our previous podcasts, we went into the one concept, which mm-hmm. is exactly yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. about your student, that one concept, and you're just living out your life, doing mm-hmm. what you normally do would do with this, this student of yours. Right. And here's just kind of planting the seed, walking alongside. I already asked him to play for Easter, and he said, yeah, sure, he'd love to. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so he'll be back for Easter and playing along, and mm-hmm. and I'm really excited about that. I invited other teachers from that store to also play with us, mm-hmm. and so it's it's great because you know I when I was a band director here at Emmanuel for I think seven years, I was the band director for the school, and we have such a great relationship with them, and. I could just take an instrument over there and they fix it right away for me and mm. I could come back to and at that time they had a band program where they sent teachers out and to different schools. Well, they decided I don't know what the reason exactly was, but they stopped that program. They gave us all their band music, all their collections, wow, all what their a gift. Each each band piece now costs anywhere from seventy to eighty dollars for one song, and wow. we have drawers and drawers, so everything is completely organized. All the collections, all the jazz music. I, I just, I, I am. We are so blessed mm, by that. Mm-hmm. And so I just got a new student last week who goes to a, a private school, not not a parochial school, a private school. Okay, where it's very expensive, and. She was telling me that they hardly have any music. I said, you tell your band director, we have so much, we can share our music with your school. So another connection, I hope, uh, and I'll get to see her t- uh, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, but so anyhow, I'm, I'm trying to reach out in those yeah. different ways. And with, I love how what you, we have. Yeah, and like that's the fruit of the partnerships mm-hmm. that you are able to, you know, manifest and so then you use those gifts to mentor younger people Mm -hmm. into not only learning the instrument and and you know learning their craft but mentoring them to a grander stage Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a whole nother experience in in and of itself right and so uh, I think that's wonderful that approach that you give it's total ministry approach uh, in view of God's kingdom always before you and uh, another example is one of our confirmation students in at the Christmas program played the flute, right? That's right. For mm-hmm. the first time, first time in in a big concert like that, mm-hmm. and she really flourished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she did a great job and uh, learned a lot in the process because the music was not easy by any means, yeah. and so yeah. she. She really rose up to the occasion and practiced and did her very best, and she sounded great. So, mm. yeah, I can't wait to have her play again soon. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you were saying uh, when you grew up, it's um, 
your mom and your dad. Your dad played piano, yeah. mm-hmm. and your mom was a singer. Yeah. <laughs> so they obviously had a big influence mm-hmm. for you musically. Can you kind of take us back to like when you really embraced music or playing an instrument, and what 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 are those instruments, and mm-hmm. what are the instruments you really enjoy playing now? Well, I <laughs> I do play a lot of instruments. Uh, that's because that's my degree is in music education. But I started out just playing the piano as soon as I could get my fingers on the keys. And so uh, my dad taught me piano. He, I, I'm the youngest of three, and uh, my sister and my brother also play piano. So they were already playing before I was. And uh, But it was very important to my parents that we start on piano first. Mm. And then if we choose another instrument by the time we got to fourth grade, then it would be easier for us to learn because we already know everything about music and counting and rhythm and and uh, those things uh, to help us to learn the instrument. So and and I apply that to my students too. Start with piano mm. and then try something different. Okay. okay. But but I I learned uh, French horn in fourth grade, so I practiced that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. my brother. Uh, he played piano and cello, my sister piano and oboe, and then me. and So it was so much music going on all the time. And uh, we would, us three kids, we would say, okay, you take the basement, I'll take the living room, and then you go in your bedroom upstairs. And we would all try to practice at the same time because we all needed quiet time. Yeah, <laughs> we all needed yeah. a quiet space in the house. <laughs> Because sometimes my mom would practice for whatever solo she was singing in some other big thing, and some requiem or something. And yeah, my dad was always teaching piano. And I, oh my gosh! So we had a piano in the basement, a piano in the living room, and mm-hmm. you're really blessing your neighbors with <laughs> music, right? <laughs> all those there lovely goes the neighbors and family. All those neighbors in River Forest there. Well, the neighbors had two boys, and they played violin, and they practiced even more. So in the Uh-oh. summer, when the windows were open, we're like, oh, I hear the violin again. It's <laughs> you know? competing there between yeah, the neighbors. exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's pretty cool. It Thanks for that picture. It kind of just kind of does take you back. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, you could just probably hear all the music floating around the neighborhood, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. We were all over the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then I was also thinking of another community connection you have, and that's with, the, what, the dentist or orthodontist next door that oh, does okay. the yeah. that has the scholarship for our students that, you know, I know you kind of connect with to help yeah. facilitate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. He is just the best guy ever. He uh, grew up... Uh, playing the saxophone and he knows how important music is and what it did for his life and yeah he awards a lot of schools in the area a scholarship to kids that want to stay in music because he knows how important it is yeah it's a really really great partnership with him so yeah I I haven't heard from him for a little while but I should go walk over and visit but um yeah, it's it's good to be out in the community like that. I could have probably stayed inside Emmanuel and not 
teach a lot of lessons mm-hmm. and just, you know, do what I do here and then go home. But um, somehow people keep finding me. I never have ever advertised that I teach That's music. amazing. I've never advertised any of that. And people find me. There's kids from another school that want to come over from Whiteley School. I've not, I've not, mm, I don't not even know where one. it is, uh. but... This lady is trying to get her kid over here for lessons, and I'm like, I it's just, it just my schedule just couldn't work. But right. I don't know where they come from, but they come. Mm. <laughs> well, your reputation precedes you. Yeah, I know. It's I know. just imagine if you did like market yourself. Wow, you'd be beating them back a little bit. <laughs> well, there was a there was a point in time where I thought we should set up studios down here. And a manual in the basement and just open it up like another music mm. store. And I thought, oh, no, I don't want to be in competition with, you know, the, mm. the, music, the room. music room store. Because they, what they do, they do such a good job. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So um, in terms of your favorite instruments, so you said you started <laughs> out with piano and then you have French horn. Mm-hmm. Like, not just playing, but I'm interested in, like, what musical instrument or musical group really speaks to you personally like when you hear that instrument play you just like oh yeah that's beautiful so many do and and a part of my growing up life we always listen to classical music all the time and Mm. I always find something really beautiful like um Brahms clarinet quintet or or quartet I can't exactly remember or or listening to um listening to many different symphonies um Beethoven or listening to Bach um I just love the classics but if you ask me I I know a lot of people ask me what my favorite instrument is and I don't have a you don't have one okay but that's fair but when I listen to the cello, something happens. Uh, <laughs> something happens, and my my brain just goes, "What is that? Yeah, what I, is that? I, that doesn't surprise me based upon things you have said. Like the way the sound and the tone of the cello speaks inwardly to mm-hmm. us as human beings. Like that yeah. tone is really emotive." If I'm using the right word, like it draws out like an emotion or, you okay. know, from the listener. I don't know. Well, I'm out of my league. Well, it's kind of like, well, it's kind of like, you know, you're talking <laughs> out of your league. But yeah, we were talking about like, you know, you're talking about songs that, that speak to you. And like, I still think back to last year when we were talking about the passion reading for oh. Palm Sunday. And as soon as we were kind of talking about it, you're like, I had the, I think what it is, I made the video. I showed it and we're like, it's missing something because yeah. it was just us speaking a bunch of different people. Then all of a sudden you're like, I got the perfect song, Adagio for Strings. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. the, so it speaks <laughs> to that like that musical connection where you're like, I know it perfectly, and it just synced so perfectly with mm-hmm. that video. Yeah, and it was perfect timing too. Right. It was, yeah, hauntingly beautiful. So. Yeah, I mean, music really speaks to people in a way that words cannot. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, Pastor, you played trumpet uh, when you supposedly. were younger. I attempted to play the and trumpet. I, I played trombone. Now, did you ever struggle practicing 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Did you ever have to fill out like a little sheet that said, <laughs> I practiced on Monday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., and then I practiced on Wednesday from 7 a.m. to 7.30? I don't think I did. And did your parents ever have to sign that form? That doesn't sound familiar, but I, oh, I'm man. sure my parents oh. and the neighbors preferred when I didn't practice. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fill out a form. Can you believe that? And I have to have my parents sign it. Oh, Mm -hmm. gosh. Yeah. Oh, I hated (laughs) that form because it showed me how I wasn't practicing. (laughs) And I couldn't put any numbers down that weren't truthful because my parents would be like, you didn't practice that. You know, and uh, (laughs) but I struggled with like, you know, trying to, you know, as a kid, um, you know, I wanted to be outside with my friends, especially when the weather was nice. And, you know, I, I liked playing trombone and I liked going to lessons and all that and learning some new things. But there was a point where I just was like, oh, I don't want to practice. I got other things I want to do. And so do you find that that's like a, a struggle for a lot of young budding musicians? It really is. It really is. And so um i i do my best to say okay we're gonna have a practice session and then i teach them how to practice Mm. so that's my approach okay with that and then i show them how to practice okay Mm -hmm. but i think i'm right with you the lack of motivation (laughs) i mean i remember one summer having music lessons for my band teacher and i was getting a little bit better i was hitting higher notes and then braces happened And I couldn't play as high on the trumpet with my braces. Mm. So then after that, like, this is a lost cause. Yeah. Well, and you, as a trumpeter, have a smaller mouthpiece than us trombone folks. Right. And did your teacher ever tell you just to kind of pull your mouthpiece out and do all sorts of, like, exercises? Okay, I didn't know that was just a trombone thing. Nope, yeah, because it almost sounded like a little, like, duck duck call almost. Yeah, yeah. And I remember after, you know, doing those exercises or just playing and practicing, my lips were like I just got done with Botox. You know, they were just so <laughs> big. Like, what's going on? Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't think Emmanuel wants us playing instruments anytime no. soon. Did your parents ever, like, when they had friends over, did they say, oh, George and, and Harriet... <laughs> Donald's going to play a song for you. <laughs> no, they knew better than that. They were like, no, just stay away. Keep the uh, trumpet locked up. Uh, oh, my goodness. We had to play piano when my parents invited guests over I'll for bet. dinner. Oh. I'll bet, because you're a huge musical family. Oh, gosh, yeah. So would you? Would your parents just like, <laughs> and now Jenny plays, and now Jenny's brother plays. Or, was, now, it you know? tria- or was it a trio? Oh, a trio. No, they they didn't tell us what order or anything, okay. thank goodness. But no, we would get up from the table, go into the living room and play something. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little easier when they were in the other room. <laughs> do you, do you remember a particular song that you would have to play no. more times than not? Okay. Oh, just in general? In, in front of the, oh, the front friends. Of... No, if. <laughs> If we made a mistake, we just kept going, okay. and hopefully they wouldn't notice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we always hoped for that. <laughs> How about you, Pastor? Do you remember a, a, a tune that you always played on the trumpet? 
I mean, I remember more songs I enjoyed. Okay. Like what the 1812 Overture. That Ooh. was always a fun one, Ooh. minus the cannons. Okay. Oh, and then yeah. Jurassic Park theme. How can you not love the Jurassic oh, Park yeah. theme? Oh, for sure. I wanted to buy that for the band kids. They love that. That's what, John Williams? Yes, I believe so. Wow, very good. <laughs> I think it's John Williams. I don't know. I have to look it up. Pastor going to the vault. <laughs> this is good. Well, at least you I had, should know, and I don't. Well, we're getting I you mean, on the spot. You can't know every like <laughs> song and composer. Song. According uh, to the internet, it is John Williams ooh. who did that, along with Jaws and Ding other Ding things. Ding. And all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. He's such a great writer. Well, at yeah. least you got to play contemporary songs of the day. So, like, mine, the reason I'm asking, because I wanted to kind of see what you had. Mine was... Uh, I had to play Oh When the Saints Come Marching In. And like that was like not a song that I enjoyed, but it was a fun song. You know, you really had to stretch out the arm to get to that seventh (laughs) position. And uh, so, and then there was the one, I guess it was contemporary. It was a song called Windy. Oh, yeah. You remember Windy? Yes. (laughs) Probably if you'd hum it, maybe I might know it. (laughs) Who's looking down the streets of the city, smiling at everybody she sees. Everyone knows it's windy. And then the trombone part. You know, so. Yeah, so that was one I kind of enjoyed. I think we have it in the library. I think Pastor needs to bust out of the trombone and try. (laughs) It's been too long. Too long. And the Tijuana Brass or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that? That always was on the radio in our house, the Tijuana Brass. I don't know this. Yeah. Like, you know, I started thinking of, as you're talking about like Wendy and like contemporary, I think of like, I wasn't really, well, I got out of marching band my freshman year in high school because I fractured the growth plate in my right ankle, so I couldn't okay. march, Yeah, not complaining. But I did really always like our music we played in pep band because we'd play like Land of a Thousand, I think it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or Gotta Keep Them Separated or Come Out, or the official name Come Out and Play by Offspring, which was a punk band kind of back in the 90s. Mm. And I think we even did like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So those were always the more like fun pep band songs. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we've really, you know, taken down the quality of this uh, musical discussion to a level. <laughs> Jenny's like that's uh, not suitable for someone like Jenny. No, Jenny. I loved pep band in high school and marching band and all of that. It's super fun, super fun to play with your friends. Love it. So when you were marching in the pep band, how do you keep your music? You had like a little well, clip, a little lyre. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Lyre that it like there's the little like circuit. There's a little bar with a little circle at the end. I would take that out of my trumpet and then you'd put the lyre in there. Screw the little screw so it's tight. And then you just flip the pages because you have the little, I don't know what that thing was mm. called. That must have been hard on a windy day. Mm, you know. Flapping. Yeah, sometimes. Like sometimes. I said, I got out of all oh, freshman year like football games for marching because I was hurt. Okay. And, well, there's parades I tried to get out of because wasn't a big fan of some of the parades. But homecoming parade for where I went to high school, or my high school would always line up right in the cul-de-sac that I grew up in. Oh, and wow. so, like, it would be like, yeah, I'll just meet you guys out in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> and I <laughs> that think, was convenient. And I think after a while, like, more because of my brother, because he played percussion and he was older, that he would kind of come out and, you know, give, like, drinks to the percussionists. And, like, I don't think the band teacher liked it because then 
after a while, they progressively showed up just closer and closer to the start of the parade and not as much hanging out mm. in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Yeah, I never was part of a marching band. I did a parade once. I think it was the 4th of July parade in Palatine or something. And I, you know, was a I learned band at a at Emmanuel Palatine, so I think our Emmanuel band was in the parade and I do remember it being very windy and I I couldn't I I was having trouble playing cuz I couldn't see all the notes and everything like that. So but uh that was my only time of a parade, but Jenny, I was wondering if you could offer any kind of encouragement to anyone, you know, young and old, who's considering playing an instrument and like, um, or who is playing and is struggling. You know, do you have any words of encouragement for them? Sure. Um, never give up and uh, keep at it. Uh, I think that um, if you get stuck, ask your teacher for your help um, and, and, uh, you know, keep trying over and over because there may be a simple tweak or a simple something that is hanging you up that you can work out with your teacher. You know, find a teacher, find a music teacher. Go to, go to a church that has a school. You know, mm-hmm. and find the music uh, person, and they'll be happy to help you. And I'd be happy to help you. So come on down to Emmanuel Palatine in Illinois, and I'll I'll come help you out. But uh, Anyhow, uh, yeah, keep at it. Don't ever give up. Uh, and, you know, a little prayer goes a long way, too. I think that was our problem. We gave up. Yeah, we <laughs> gave up. I know. It was, a, it was a sad day in the Schilf household. I don't think it was a sad day in the Antor household. <laughs> it's okay to, to uh, you know, it, it's all right. If it's not working for you, find something else that mm-hmm. is your passion that you love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you're playing an instrument and it's just not working, find a different instrument to, yeah. you know, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that really. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a good ending point right there. And yeah, for sure. And and if you're uh, a parent who's listening and, you know, would like to find someone to have your child uh, learn from uh, Jenny gave her information. Thanks for doing that. I was sure. going to ask you that, but <laughs> you, you jumped and did it and um, just know that, you know, with Jenny, you're going to have someone who's very patient, kind, loving, encouraging, and uh, she's a teacher that will really help students grow. So um, look her up. Yeah. So well, th- thanks. Yeah, Jenny, thanks for joining with us. And now you're a recurring guest here at <laughs> on PD and P Dubs Unscripted. Awesome. For sure. <laughs> That's yes. great. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to have you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. And God's blessings. Mm-hmm.